freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 397 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Today's theme is living with and without the Second Amendment. And our guest is Arizona State Representative Kwong Nguyen. Kwong is an Arizona State House Legislature representing Legislative District Number 1. Kwong is also president of the Arizona State Pistol Rifle and Pistol Association. And in 2021, Kwong was honored at the National Legislature of the Year by the National Shooting Sports Foundation. The NSSF. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kwong, thank you so much for all you do and welcome back back to gun freedom radio it's been way too long good morning it's always good to see you both i mean i see sure i see you a lot more out and about uh you know at the various meetings and thank you for both for your work uh you know supporting the second amendment defending more importantly defending the second amendment so i appreciate you having me on thank you thank you so much and um, you know, I, I started the, uh, I've titled this segment living with and without the, the two a, and I, I think that might be one of the things that you bring into your speech, uh, that you are going to be giving. And I'm so excited that you're going to be one of our speakers at the 10th annual 10 years. We've been doing this celebrate and protect the second amendment rally event. That's going to be on Saturday, February 18th, 2023 at the Arizona state Capitol in Wesley Boland park. And, um, you know, when I asked you for a quote, you know, to help promote that event, you said, I live to defend the second amendment because I have lived without the second amendment. Talk to us about that. Yeah. You know, I grew up in, uh, you know, I, I was born in Vietnam back in 1962 and, you know, the Vietnam war escalated, uh, in 1965. So I got to see, uh, you know, live through the entire war. And and I have to tell you, I never did know what it was like not having the Second Amendment because I was a kid growing up. I didn't even know the, the existence of the Second Amendment. And, you know, as citizens, even though we were in the South fighting with Americans, um, we, we weren't allowed to have guns. Uh, I didn't know any difference, uh, except for my house. My house is basically full of guns because I have a dad that served 40 years in the military. I have uh, brothers that were army medics and and also uh, airborne an airborne officer in my family as well. So um, I, I I could not relate to uh, what I had compared to what my neighbors didn't have, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. it, it's it's amazing how important it is when I came over here and there's a thing called the Bill of Rights. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just ten little items on there, but uh, the second most the second item is the most important in my book because 
uh, I know what it's like losing a country. Thank you. I know what it's like losing a country. I think most people don't know that. Um, I can say most legislators here don't know what it's like losing a country, and I don't wish that on us. Uh, only Ben Toma and myself came from, you know, he came from communist Romania, and I came from, uh, you know, communist Vietnam or, or prior to being communist, uh, I was in the South. So um, it's that important to me. And I always ask the question, why is it in, in the second place, right? It's important enough to be fighting between first and second place on, on the Bill of Rights. And so we really can't take our eyes off the ball. I mean, that's, that's how I legislate down here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we're so fortunate to, to have you as one of our state representatives, you live in the northern part of the state. We're, you know, in a different area. So uh, you, I don't get to vote for you, but I am always rooting for you. And when you have an important bill that comes up, it is one of my honors to come and, and just lend my voice and say, me as a citizen, I'm not a lobbyist. I'm just a mom and a grandma. And here right. is how this right. bill is going to impact me as a human being in the right. state of Arizona. And, and I love when, when you and Dan show up at committees because you're, you're not a registered lobbyist. You're, you're speaking for yourself. You represent uh, AZCDL uh, as, mm -hmm. as a member. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think it's more important for citizens to show up to show support mm -hmm. for the Second Amendment. And by the way, you know, articles after articles, they're talking about, you know, um, I want to expand the Second Amendment. No, no, the Second Amendment is real short. There's yeah. no expanding it. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is reclaim our losses. Yes. You know, Boy. reclaim from all the infringements that mm -hmm. has been posed upon the Second Amendment. I'm trying to grab those back. I'm not trying to expand it. And yeah. so people need to get that straight. <laughs> I'm not doing anything weird. I'm, I'm, you know, I am an American, I am a constitutionalist, and I just want to recover some of the losses. We sure have gave away a lot of our freedom, haven't we? We have, we have. And and uh, if you look at Arizona these days, we have a di divided government. Um, prior to this interview, you we, we chatted. These gun bills that I'm proposing aren't ever going to be signed by Governor Hobbs. That, mm -hmm. That's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I get to close my door, put my feet up and kick back. Mm -hmm. I'm right. not, uh, I didn't become, um, you know, involved in the second amendment and becoming a state um, association president uh, mm -hmm. and, and then just kick back and, and let people continue to infringe on our rights. Kwong, I look at it this way. You keep pushing those bills through to, to protect our rights. And if she says no to them, then let the public know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and these are, you know, basically after my, uh, you know, the next two years, we're going to find out what kind of a governor she is. And mm -hmm. and I understand she's got to play to her base as well. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there's a different in uh, in uh, ideology, but um, I don't want to see anybody saying that on the other side, saying that they're constitutionalists as well. No, they're not. If you're a constitutionalist, you respect everything in that book you just showed me. Boom. Oh, you right don't. There. Yeah. And, you don't and have to every, but isn't this partial? And they're like, only if it's convenient or <laughs> all this kind of stuff in that thing. Right. You know? No, and everybody takes an oath. 
every single elected official takes an oath to protect and preserve this. And, you know, we talk about the Second Amendment a lot, you know, and that is in our our founding federal documents. But here in the state of Arizona, we have our own constitution and Mm -hmm. it is Article 2, Section 26. And it's basically verbatim, you know, what is in our, our federal document. But there's even instead of shall not be infringed, it's worded as shall not be impaired. So anything that even, you know, tries to make it something that it's not, our constitution protects that. And I think every way that we can bring that forward and, and call that out and call out people that aren't living out their oath, I think that's only a good thing. Right. And and one of the things and, and people say, you know, uh, when I first ran for office, they say, well, Kwong is a single issue guy. And if you look at my last two years, uh, you know, I have religious freedom bills. I have uh, patient rights bills. I have Second Amendment bills. I have education bills. I can cover a lot of things. But one of the things that I refuse to take my eyes off of is the Second Amendment. Because at the end of the day, when you experience what it's like losing a nation and you have to get on that C-130, you know, five or six days before the fall of Saigon and you fly out, that feeling and those images don't ever leave you. And so, yeah, you know, I uh, I don't care what people do. I mean, you know, there's so many shiny objects lately in the last, you know, since the election and I'm not calling them shiny objects to uh, minimize the importance of election integrity and so on. But I got to tell you, you can have a Democrat governor, a Democrat president, but if you lose your Second Amendment, yeah, that's when stuff hits the fan. And well, I don't what want. Did to you, what did you? What did you call that? A single what? Your single item? Single issue. A single issue uh, legislation. Well, but Quan, you are. You are a single issue guy because yes, it's the constitution. constitution. That's one single thing, right? It's right. there. I love it. So you you are. I know you say that. And like it's, it's great. Thing. No, it's great. Um, so, you know, we're talking about, you know, you are a uh, an elected um, Republican uh, uh, rep- representative. Sorry, I'm tripping on my words. We're talking about a Democratic uh, governor. But you and I, we know, all three of us, we know that the Bill of Rights was written for everyone, right? There's no Democrat Bill of Rights and Republican Bill of Rights, and it was never intended. None of the items in here, none of the issues and values were intended to be political issues nor political footballs, but all of this has become that. Is it possible, do you think, to push politics back out of our discussion of individual liberties? Uh, You know, I uh, haven't seen that in the last two years. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that in my lifetime. Uh, And I mean from 1975. Well, let's let's go to 1980. Because I came in 75, I wasn't really fluent in English until, you know, pretty close to 1980 anyway. So let's, let's go from 1980. I, I have not seen in my lifetime, you know, through President Reagan and so on, um, that that somehow we can actually find common ground mm. to to work on supposedly non-political stuff. For example, this morning I dropped a fentanyl bill. You know, fentanyl is killing Arizona. So let's let's forget the entire United States. Ninety-seven thousand in the United States killed 
uh, last year in 21, right? Or, or the statistic in 21. Haven't seen the statistics in 22, but I bet you it's 125, 150, right? Mm -hmm. That the fentanyl doesn't kill Republicans no. only, doesn't kill Democrats only, right. kill just about everybody. But yet, when I drop that bill, I have 26 Republicans signed on. And by the way, the other one didn't get a chance to sign on because they weren't, you know, available to me to go find them to sign. Not a single Democrat signed on. Now, that doesn't mean that they're okay with fentanyl, but for some reason, it became a partisan uh, bill. And I, I showed it to a couple of Democrats. Well, you know, let me really think about it. When you show it to a Republican, hell yeah, Kwong, I'm gonna sign this sucker because it's criminalizing fentanyl dealers who actually kill. Go back to the same thing with the Second Amendment. The minute you mention a gun, it's over. Yeah. You, you can't get the other side on anything. So you, I'll tell you a funny thing. I, I went to a representative, a Democrat, and I say, I got a gun bill, and I think you will love it. And uh, you know I'm kind of goofy, right? <laughs> so the person said, well, what's, what's that? And I said, the state is going to pay for to have submachine guns available to every second grader. That's how sarcastic <laughs> I need to be and, and a second for the person to laugh, right? And it is, it's, at, it's at the point where we, we can't find common ground in that little book that you show. There, right. there has to be something there. And I don't see it happening um, this coming session, uh, mm -hmm. but, I'm, you know, but that doesn't mean I, I don't, don't work hard at it. Absolutely. You, know, you, you continue <laughs> to work hard and give reason for them to, to support it. Absolutely. You know, just be the normal, um, responsible moms and dads, grandparents, citizens that we are to help, um, you know, kind of reduce the bigotry from the other side towards us that yeah. is, is rooted in ridiculous things. Like if you say you want a, a safety bill, uh, that, you know, you want, kids to learn how to safely interact with a particular tool happen to be called a gun, then they think that you're trying to, you know, mm -hmm. hand out uh, submachine guns at trick or treat time or something, yeah. you know, it's, it's right, craziness. Right. Kwong, what, I, what I like to ask is like, when you see a, another, whether a Republican or a Democrat, try to introduce a bill that is against the constitution. Do you ever just ask him, do you feel this is against our constitution? but yet you swore to the constitution. I mean, do you have these conversations or? I, I actually do. I, I, I do call members out. And, and most of the time when it comes to un unconstitutionality, it's from the other side. And mm -hmm. so I do, I do call it out. But, um, but I want to say this, and I think this is really important. Through the last election, you have people that says, um, you know, I, I don't like that Republican, so I'm not going to vote for that Republican. Well, you don't vote for a Republican, you get a Democrat, right? right. So, so, and we do that. We we drive wedges within our Republican Party, and and this is just my personal opinion. This is not a survey or anything like that. But the way I look at it, the Second Amendment is protected only by Republicans. Now, you may have a Republican crazy, right? that doesn't agree with you on a certain social issue or a school or whatever, 
But I can tell you when a gun bill comes out mm -hmm. to defend the Second Amendment, you will have all 31 Republicans on board, including whatever governor. And so people forget the only party that is working to defend the infringed, you know, the Second Amendment from being infringed upon is the Republican Party. So when you make a decision that you're not going to vote for a Republican because you got a sore spot somewhere else, you're going to lose your Second Amendment. When we lose the House and the Senate, mm. and we have Governor Hobbs, say in 24, mm. guess what we're going to have? Well, I, you know, I don't like that Republican because that's a rhino. I don't like that Republican because he's too far right. What, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. the Second Amendment between losing and winning is the Republican Party. Yeah, it, I, it I can't has, say it any other right, way. Right. It has become that. And here's where I think um, some people get a little locked up, right? So we are talking about, you know, party platforms and people with, you know, big, um, platforms, uh, that are, they thrive on the division, right? So mm -hmm. when we say the Democrats, we are not talking about your neighbors, right? I have neighbors who are, you know, they identify as Democrats and they, uh, have very liberal leaning policies in a lot of ways, but they value the second amendment. So if we allow that division at the top to start making its way all the way down to our personal relationships, then right. the wrong people are winning in that scenario. And to the point that, um, at the rally that you're going to come speak at one of our speakers is the president of the thing called the liberal gun club here in Arizona. Like right. what, how do those two things go together? Right. right. Yeah. But it's important because if if we have people out there that they identify in their personal life as liberal and Democrat, they are going to have a much stronger voice when they go and talk to their elected official than I ever would. They're going right. to say, oh, Cheryl's a registered Republican. I don't even care what she says. Oh, this is a registered Democrat that's telling me that I need to back off of this, you know, anti-gun bill or support this pro-gun bill, that's maybe where we can have a few more inroads is keeping those conversations open among our friends. Yeah. Um, so, so but, let me, yeah, let me, let me, um, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, no, you're good. You, you, you really think about it. Um, these Democrats that are owning guns and shooting, and I know a few of them, uh, they just don't make it into the legislature. Mm -hmm. They just don't, okay? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so once they make it into the legislature, they want to be reelected. And the only way for them to get reelected is to continue to play to the base, even though they love shooting, right? Mm -hmm. They can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So so uh, here's an example. Uh, you run into a Democrat, a legislator here. Oh, I shoot, but I can't support your bill. Right. I shoot, but I can't support your gun bill. Here's the opposing side, the Republican side. I don't shoot, but I respect and support the Second Amendment. See the difference? Mm -hmm. They shoot, but they won't support the bill. And Republicans said, I don't shoot. I'm afraid of guns, mm -hmm. but I support the Second Amendment. You see the difference yeah. of how Absolutely. we think? And so 
um, I don't go to bed early and I think all day, all night long about the various things that I need to get done and how people think. And I came to the conclusion that, look, if 31 of us in the House and the 16 in the Senate, if we don't stick together and we got to stop labeling each other, mm -hmm. we're in good shape. Now, remember, when you decided not to vote for Kerry Lake or Mark Fincham, mm -hmm. and by the way, I, I just went up and down the line, right? I voted for every Republican because you only have to keep one little line in mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're the only line of defense between winning and losing or keeping yeah. and losing the Second Amendment. When yeah. people start thinking about that, yeah, they may think differently. And I'm not a far right wing or a crazy nut. I'm not a I'm not a liberal crazy crazy person. I just look at that little book. Right. And in that little book, there's only one couple of lines in there that I really worry about losing. And so, you know, uh, we, we, we got to stick together as Republicans and we got to we're going to have to learn how to win elections. Well, it's so true. And, you know, just even this conversation that we've been having and these distinctions that we've made and uh, last session and maybe even already this session, I don't know, somebody somewhere said that you were a rhino. Like, so if you are a rhino, like anybody could be called a rhino. Like, what is, what is that about? That is when yeah, we start you know, I, our I, own, actually, right? I, I actually had people calling me and said, uh, uh, I'm not going to support you. And this is a real phone call that came through my cell phone. And, and you're a rhino because you're on the rhino list. And I say, well, who put me on the rhino list? Well, it's Daniel McCarthy, who uh, put me on the Daniel, uh, the, the, the rhino list. And I say, well, can you name me a bill of a single vote that I voted along with the other side? Uh, no, I don't have that information. Um, well, can you name a single bill that I introduced and signed by Governor Ducey that was somewhere along the line of um, being a rhino, you know, the other side. No, I don't have that in. Well, if you don't have any information in front of you as a Republican and a Christian, why would you listen to somebody that actually made a list and put a bunch of Republicans on as rhino to not to vote, vote for? Um, I, I hate to break the news to the person. And I was very polite about it. You know, we agreed to disagree. We hung up. Look, I I got 75,000 people voting for me and broke the midterm record. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. because, because I'm on that list. It's it's because I get things done. And exactly. I, you know, and that's it. Maybe I should be a single issue in terms of the Second Amendment, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how you and I get along and Dan get along so well, because right. we need to do that. We need to continue to fight for it. Well, any Democrat can make a list, right? That's the thing. You don't know where that list came from, but if you're not uh, looking for somebody yeah. because someone else called them a rhino, but you haven't even done your own homework to see how they have voted when they have a record, I don't but, know what I don't know how to help you with that. You know what I mean? So thank you yeah, for your call. It, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, but I will tell you, I would rather be 85% friends with somebody than 15% enemies. Yes, exactly. I, I, it's it's like, dude, you don't agree with me on this thing? But next week, you're going to agree with me on a different bill. So that's how I see it. Or would exactly. you rather work with somebody who is 100% against you? Yeah. Hey, Kwong, could you tell me what, where is the balance of power right now in Arizona? Well, uh, right you know, now, uh, we have a, a pretty slim one vote on each uh, in each chamber. So each, in the house, so, we have 
31-29, just like last year. And in the Senate, we had 16-14, just like last year. Yeah. But now we have a Democrat governor. So that, that, can, does that do they play that same game? They somebody else gets to vote and bring the balance even, or do you guys have a strong? Do the Republicans have a strong one balance over, and nothing I, can get done unless you want it to get done? I, I think that uh, that uh, if if she wants, meaning the governor, if she wants to get things done, she's gonna have to work with us. Mm-hmm. We're the one making the laws, not her. She signs them. So this is my attitude. Go down here, work 10, 12-hour days, Mm -hmm. um, and then introduce, continue to introduce to do what is right. Mm -hmm. And it's up to her to make the wrong decision. Yes. I'm going to put it on her to make the wrong decision, but I'm not going to put it on me to accommodate her. Yes. In other words, we're the lawmakers. She's not. We have the majority we, we have all the, the chairs as Republicans. We can pass gas if we want to. <laughs> That's great. Right? Well, oh my and- gosh, I, I forgot that you're going to post this video. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's right in line with our humor, trust me. Um, so, but what you understand, and I know this just from our personal relationship and working with you with the, the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association that you're the president of, is that you understand that this isn't, you know, Kwong wins world and everybody just gets to live in it. You are representing the people in your district. We, we have too many people that are sitting to your right and your left in our state capital in our nation's capital that they think it's their show, right? Whatever they think, whatever they want is what they're, they're doing. And they've completely forgotten that we are a, a representative democracy, right? So so here's the thing. This is my attitude. I can't speak for the other 30 Republicans, but the way I look at it is Selena Bliss is not a seatmate. Ken Bennett is not a seatmate. I have 30 seatmates here. Mm-hmm. And then I have 16 seatmates over there, mm-hmm. you know, across the the the, the lawn there. And so Senate. the way I look at it is have I have 46 seatmates and I have to support them. Now, yeah. if a Republican decided to introduce a, a funding for abortion, that well, that, that's never gonna go. I'm not, we're not gonna stick with that person. Or mm-hmm. or in, in the case somebody introduced a, a bill that would give illegal aliens uh in-state tuition, which it actually did happen. Um, you know, uh, we can't support those kind of things. If somebody, some a Republican decided to introduce a bill to get rid of, um, you know, more than 10 round magazines for my, you know, uh, semi-automatic, that's not going to happen. But but 99% of the time, we introduce bill that, that's good for the public, for Arizonans. Mm-hmm. Yep. The way I look at it, it's not my world. I'm just down here to try to make life a little better yeah. Um, for Arizonans, whether it's reducing tax, uh, one of the bills we heard yesterday from uh, David Le- David Livingston was to cut the corporate tax rate down to two and a half from four point nine. I think that's only going to bring more more companies in. It mm-hmm. may even bring some more gun manufacturers here. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. that would be phenomenal, yeah. honestly. Well, you know, the less taxes that we have, and you know, we're business people. The less taxes that we have, the more we can put out to grow mm-hmm. higher right. all these other things so uh less taxes is better in my book 
Absolutely. Right. But we can't take our eyes off. And you guys, AZCDL, your your gun radio show, I mean, you've done a tremendous amount of work. And, and you speak every day for me when I'm busy in my office. You're speaking for me every single day. And you when you show up in committees, I love you guys with, with your shirt, your, your <laughs> you know. Thank you. It's just amazing how much support we need. Well, it is a kind of a team effort, you know, everybody's got to play their part. And for so long, too long, uh, the average citizen has just been checked out and abdicating. Oh, well, I voted, so I'm done. No, you've got to continue to have your voice heard and, and to support the people that are actually supporting your ideas and your values. Right. Um, but anyway, thank you for that. So this show, as you mentioned, uh, Gun Free Radio Show, it is we're based in Arizona. We all live in Arizona, but this is a nationwide show. We actually have an audience across the world, wherever there's internet, we have people who, who tune in. And so we try to be sure that we don't get too Arizona centric in the things we talk about. Right. Um, and here in Arizona, we have just passed the baton, the power structure, whatever. We've had a Republican governor for several years. And right now we have a Democrat. Right. Um, governor Katie Hobbs, as you've mentioned, um, it does, I think, give us unique challenges. We've touched on that a little bit, you know, that you'll write all the the good constitutional bills you can, but all when it gets to Katie Hobbs's desk, Governor Hobbs's desk, all she's got to do is ignore it, not sign it, right? right. So well, what, here's the problem. If she doesn't sign it, it becomes law in 30 days. So well, she has okay. to sign it. So, she has to be so. right. Thank okay. you for that. Uh, for that distinction. So how do we how do we make the public aware of bills that she vetoes that are anti you know that are pro constitution? Right. Or how do how do how do the public strategy? know? Yeah, I I think I think we need um uh, you know a little bit of help with the media uh, media companies that would you know such as you guys uh, Cheryl and Dan you'll probably be the first to know. Uh, when she vetoes one of my gun bills, right? Mm -hmm. So then you can go on to your radio uh, program and talk about it. And I think we need to do more of it. Um, I think we need to be, yeah, you know, when somebody does something wrong, you need to call them out. But yeah. uh, but uh, I I continue to say this even to myself, Republicans, that's it. You only yeah. have one party that's protecting us. Right. Um, you know, I don't care about, I do care about a lot of other issues, but this one is pretty darn close to my heart. So we need to be able to get out there and tell people, hey, she vetoed the fentanyl bill, for example. You know, if, if she does, I don't think she will. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, fentanyl shouldn't be a partisan issue at all. Um, right. But yeah, you're right. We need to go out there and we need to call these people out and say, hey, you know, you you vetoed this right. uh, to make her to make her the people that voted for her understand where she actually stands when it comes right. to an important constitutional issue and how it impacts individual personal lives. I, right. I, I think that's probably, you know, maybe the best strategy we what we don't want to have happen. And I've never seen the Republicans do this. Like when we had, um, uh, we had at the federal level, we had the house, we had the Senate, we had the presidency, right? The only thing we didn't have a majority in was a uh, Supreme court. We didn't just put things on a conveyor belt, right. And just 
you know, move our agenda right straight through. But the other side I've seen in states, like let's look California, right? Delaware, like uh, they just have this conveyor belt and, and it's like, they don't care anything about how it's seemingly how it impacts their individual citizens. And so all those people are leaving those states coming here and then voting the wrong way, but whatever. Um, right. But how, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I have a conflict when I listen to these, some of these legislators, especially Republicans coming out of blue uh, district, say in Arizona, and I, you know, I don't know who's who, but I will tell you, if a Republican comes out of a blue district, the Republican must recognize that somehow, even though it's a blue district, but they agree with your conservative views, that's why you're in office. So when they get to the office, what do they do? They tend to be leaning left because, well, I don't want to lose the next election because my district is blue. Well, no, <laughs> your district may be blue statistically, but they voted for you. Right. So stick with your Republican platform. And the way I look at I'm a simple guy. Look, if I get unelected, man, I'm okay. Right. Life I goes on. deserve to hold my office, right, Dan? I, yep. I didn't deserve to hold my office. And so I get unelected, accepted. But what is the cost of doing the wrong thing compared to what the cost of doing the right thing? Absolutely. Yeah. You're working it. You're working for us and you need to represent us. Right. And if you're not representing us, then you need to go. Right. Exactly. And you make that decision. <clears throat> right. Right. So in... In our opener, we were talking about how the National Shooting Sports Foundation, the NSSF, named you Legislator of the Year back in 2021, mm -hmm. uh, which feels like yesterday in a lot of ways. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with a bill that you put forward to protect the firearms industry in Arizona. Am I right about that? And can you yes, talk absolutely. about it, it, um... what that bill is? Because other people in other states listening, I hope you inspire them. Right. So basically, the bill says that it, it's the, the 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 state version, the Arizona state version of PLACA. So it, it is a bill that protects the industry nationally from the federal level. Right. But when Mr. Biden decided to make a statement in the Rose Garden said, you know, if there's one thing I like to get accomplished is to repeal PLACA. Well, I immediately drafted a bill, but it was too late, by the way, the, the I wanted to draft a bill and it was too late. And and so then I had to go find a bill that I can amend. And fortunately, Senator Wendy Rogers had, I believe it's 1382 Senate bill. And it would make um, the firearm industry to be an essential industry during a pandemic, during as a declared emergency. So I went to Senator Rogers and I said, can I amend it? So she agreed for me to amend it. So the amendment back actually says, you cannot sue a firearm manufacturer, uh, ammunition manufacturer, distributors, because we have Davidson's here in, in Arizona, um, uh, and retailers from uh, being, you know, facing frivolous lawsuit uh, because a gun is misused or illegally used by a criminal. Or even by a, 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 a regular person who had every in, intention of killing people in a mall. 
So we're not going to sue those things. And amazingly, uh, I was told that, hey, you know, Quang uh, is never going to be in your name because it's an amendment. I said, I don't care if it's in my name or not. I want it done right away. And sure enough, after that was done, Mexico sued us. Uh, some California people decided to sue us or, or, the, the, or the gun companies. And so we're we're protected. I, I yeah. believe, if I'm not mistaken, we may be the only state in the nation that had that protection. That is such a stupid and bad law that if you, you know, you, you can sue a company that makes something right. for misuse, right. not because it was defective, because right. of misuse. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, and why not cars? Why not hammers? Why not saws? All these other things. I mean, right, me, right. And, just... and by the way, Dan and Cheryl, there is a provision in there that says you can still be sued if the product is defective. Right. 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 So right. if a gun blows up in your hand, yeah, because right. of X, Y, Z, um, no, they're not free of liability. Right. right. What you're saying if... is that you you can't if it, if it's a criminal using your product whether it's a hammer or a chainsaw pressure cooker pressure cooker there you go you can't go and sue people on that um so yeah so i i'm very happy and the nssf recognized that and uh, made me legislator um nationwide so i i was you know as a you know freshman with big eyes and staring at headlights and drinking from a fire hose i was really super surprised you know how hard that is to get? They are a national organization that recognized you for what you did. Yeah. That is amazing. Freshman. I mean, congratulations. That's well, thank you so much. And and I have the advantage over many of the legislators is that I've been so close to the issue for so many years. Yeah. And now you have Selena Bliss, right? Yes. She's also on the board of ASRP, uh, yes. ASRPA. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, she is, uh, you know, really easy to work with. Such a good legislator. I think she's going to be excellent. Yeah, and she's phenomenal. Be right behind every gun bill. Yeah. So we have, I think it was you I was talking to the other day, talking about the balance of how many brand new legislators we have here in the state of Arizona. Uh, was that you? And it was something like... 60, 60. You know, well, well, I, in the house, I think including Democrats and Republicans is like 41 new legislators. That's what I was thinking. It, it's pretty crazy. And we have, um, you know, a large turnover. Uh, some of our legislators either termed out or moved on to the Senate. You know, I have a really few great guys that moved on to the Senate. So I'm glad, I'm glad they're over there now. And mm -hmm. then we lost some to, um, the election and mm -hmm. so we gotta thank god we still have 31 and yeah, i, I no think, think would it be like you and I, I probably shouldn't be on this show if we lost the majority because the language would be totally different <laughs> um so yeah and you know to be uh also a chairman of uh judiciary uh most of these gun bills will be through my um committee Mm -hmm. uh, but but Dan and Cheryl, you got to keep in mind, it's one thing to run bills and having having them veto, but I think equally important is to kill those bills that are anti Second Amendment. 
-hmm. If they yes. come through my desk and they have any form of infringement yes. uh, or not, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I have the ability to shred them. And, uh, and you know, I don't have any room for uh, infringement on my Second Amendment, on my, my ability to keep and bear arms to protect myself and my family. And by the way, I just so you know, everybody knows I'm armed every single day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As yeah. why shouldn't you be? You're a responsible citizen. It, it, I'm right? not kidding, right? Um, exactly. I do that. I don't know how many crazy people are out there uh, exactly. look, looking for yeah. people like me. I'm not paranoid. I'm just saying I have the right to be armed. I have a CCW, which I actually didn't need. Right. Uh, but it's not about just protecting me. It's protecting my colleagues, people next to me, whether they're Democrat or Republicans. It doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah. Exactly. Not paranoid, prepared. That's what I like yeah. to say. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic. We are starting to uh, wind down a little bit, but um, you being on the Judiciary Committee, and a lot of times people don't even understand the power yeah. of these committees and the importance of, of who is on what committees, but um, that is going to be part of the strategy not to play politics, not to just, oh, well, this is a Democrat bill, so we're going to kill it. This is no, about protecting not. lives. Right. So so the one of the reasons why I like this committee, because I was on it for two years, um, I didn't know much about it. I thought you have to be a lawyer to be in the Judiciary Committee, and apparently most people thought so as well. Uh, I got there, and, and I realized that, you know, we don't, we need a common voice, somebody that Look, it could be a landscaper like like you know landscaping design like myself or or uh, you know uh, somebody that works in a trucking industry. Uh, we need that that common normal everyday voice that says, mm -hmm. "I don't understand that." Mm -hmm. Whereas Absolutely. lawyers think differently, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with lawyers. They think exactly. they just think in the real technical way of of thinking. Um, I like making permanent policies. Yeah, I, I like to know that I can always use that little book that Dan showed us yeah. to make my decision. Right? Yeah, that, that little guy. And yeah. so it, it's being a chair is an extension of leadership and an extension of the Republican Party, the mm -hmm. Republican voice put you in as a chair, you have the responsibility of reading the bills, mm -hmm. hearing a bill, mm -hmm. passing a bill, whether it's Democrat or Republicans, and shredding a bill. Yes. You know, you have the ability to do that. And I have staff and, um, you know, I stay up, I read, and I can tell, you know, and I go out. If it's a fentanyl bill, I have stakeholder meetings with all the law enforcement agency or the county attorneys and we sit down and say, where where are we going wrong here? What is what what are the possibilities of us doing something wrong here down the line? Say yeah. in three years. Uh, so I get all those things um, in place before I make a decision whether I want to draft a bill or hear a bill or kill a bill. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. That's what makes you so valuable in the the position you're in, and that the the voters of your district have entrusted in you. And Huang, I so appreciate you just as a person, as a friend, and as somebody who is speaking as our voice 
into this body, this uh, House of Representatives um, at the state Thank level. Thank you. And, and my note is this. I hope I get to come back to speak at the 2A rally for the rest of my adult life. I love it. I love that you value that and that you, um, you know, because you can see it as a community building uh, event, right? People come together from every walk of life, every age, every religion, uh, the liberal gun club president, you know, uh, right. we all come together it with depends. this. I want to be, the 2A should be a big giant tent. The biggest, right? Yep. Seriously. Yep. The, the 1A hey, and the real, 2A. Real quickly to uh, Dan and Cheryl, um, I am forming, Selena Bliss and I are forming a 2A caucus here. At awesome. the and so uh, the idea behind that is to inform, and, and this is where you need to give me input as well, to inform the other legislators of the bills that are out there hurting our Second Amendment. Mm. Yes. We want to make sure the legislat legislators are up to date. And then the other thing is to occasionally on the weekend uh, say, hey, guys and gals, come on out and shoot with us. Yes. Absolutely. Well, that's something that the ASRPA is brilliant at. You have so many um, shooting events, some geared towards youngsters, juniors, right? right, right. Training them up, making them safe around firearms. Um, it's very responsible. It builds in responsibility and follow through and all those great things. Right. So um, thank you. I, thank you. And by the way, the Washington's birthday match coming out in February 26th. Yeah. Uh, on February 26th, we're going to have between eight and 12 legislators shooting. Oh, wow. I nice. love that. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a fun help. shoot. That's a fun shoot, by the way. It's a fun shoot. We did, it. we did it one year and did terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you're not going to beat those 15-year-old kids, okay? I mean, no. they got sharp eyes. Absolutely. No, and the website for that to get signed up is that asrpa.com. Yes, it is. Yes. Asrpa.com. All right. Well, tell folks other than that, how do they follow the work you do? Um, just go, man, it's going to be tough for me to update the website, but you can go to Quang, Q-U-A-N-G, 4-F-O-R, Arizona.com. And I'll try to do my best on the weekends of trying to update us on what's happening, including, Fantastic. you know, all, all issue, not just the gun issue, but all. And remember, remember, you get to see him speak mm -hmm. at the rally, yep. the Second Amendment rally on the state capitol grounds. And that's 2ARallyAZ.com. That's February 18th. Absolutely. Love it. Love Thank it. you so much. God bless Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You know, he went from a communist country. Mm and come here and realize his freedom. And I don't understand that where other people come from states that they lose their freedoms. <clears throat> they don't like how they live. Then they move to another state that has those freedoms and then vote them away. It's you know, so, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. Um, and one of the most memorable things Kwong ever said, and it was one of the speeches I saw him give at some of that is he said, um, there are no more rooftops for helicopters right. to land on. That, that's not happening anymore. We, The United States, we were the ones that were picking up people off of rooftops in places where there was no freedom and no respect for human life and individual liberties and bringing them here 
where where would we go? You know, he right? was there. If the United States stops being what right. we were designed to be. Where do those of us that value those things, where do right. we go? There is no other country. You know, he said that he, he can't forget that moment, the times when they were lifting those people off the, the buildings. And, you know, I wasn't there, but I remember it as it was yesterday mm -hmm. and seeing people clinging to helicopters mm -hmm. and falling off the helicopters mm -hmm. because they just wanted to be free. Right. They wanted to be free. Well, all the people, and maybe not all the people storming our borders, right? Some are storming our borders because they really do mean to do they us harm from within, yeah. right? But they are fleeing something, running to something, and that very something, we're pulling the rug right out from under them, <clears throat> making it more the thing they came from. Yeah. And the, it's just, it is madness. The to problem me. is that we're attracting people because of free. And that's not what America is about. We didn't build America by giving away free stuff. Mm -hmm. We built America by working hard and doing what needed to be done to get things done. And so the people that are coming here, they're not coming for that. They're not coming to work and and fight for what's right a lot of them are coming for free we're free giving stuff, free stuff free, things, free living free, free medical free everything but freedom because you can't have freedom. free and freedom right you can't have it right guys right if you want freedom you have to work for it. it's not free it's not you're, you're exactly right well we do need to yep. start winding down but I wanted to touch just a minute on 41 brand new legislators just in the state of Arizona. Right. And those are Democrats and Republicans. But so in some ways I'm like, Oh, wow. That's, that is a long, that's a steep learning curve for a lot of people, right? How we govern and mm -hmm. how this whole process works, but how encouraging that, 41 people changed their entire lives to step up into this arena that can be a total snake pit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and if they're doing it for the right reasons, you know, the ones that do it because they want to add something to the resume or somehow play the backdoor deals and get rich. Yeah. I still don't understand how that works, but look at look at our federal legislators yeah. they, mm -hmm. they come in like normal people and they leave like gajillionaires uh that's that's a talking about trick. Pelosi like that <laughs> hey, just quit it um read harry reed but people that have stepped up and changed their lives and changed their families' lives to serve in this way i thank you so much yes i really admire that i really respect that um all right so uh thank you think to our amazing guest yeah. State Representative Kwong Win. He is the president of the ASRPA. He's just an awesome human being. I love him. Uh, thank you to Kwong. Thank you to all of our listeners all over the planet. Wherever there's internet, we have viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for giving us a piece of your time. Your time is your most precious and finite uh, commodity. And right. when you spend it with us, we don't hate that. Nope. Uh, if you want to go back and watch any portion of this show, or you want to watch any of the videos we've put up, then please go to our YouTube channel while we still have one. 
We got in some trouble last year in 2022. I don't know how far that carries over into the future, but are we on uh, parole right now? They uh, could be. We've got two strikes. They didn't like that we were talking about something as crazy as are our elections secure, right? I mean, that of right course there they are secure, uh-huh. right? Wink, wink. wink. Um, that probably just got us our third strike. But anyway, YouTube, Spotify, Gunstreamer, uh, pretty much any place you find your your videos and your podcasts, you can I find. I prefer just go to our website. Well, on our website, what you find is the audio only version, right? So if you're then you don't have to get to look at me, right? At a <laughs> if you're out on a long bike ride or a, a Sunday drive or something like that, and you can't have the screen in front of you, mowing the yard, right? Doing housework, uh, keeping our our places clean and and pretty. Uh, then go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the on-demand tab, and binge listens to your heart content, darling. Well, that was very dramatic, but yes, exactly that. And if you want to see photos and bios and links to all oh of our guests that we've ever had on. All of them? Photos and bios and links. Oh, my. Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah. Uh, then go to our guest tab. And there's a huge resource that's ever growing there of subject matter experts. Yeah. All right. So until next time, we are going to pray for this nation and this state and all these new legislators that they totally understand and truly get the idea that they are representatives of their constituents. We need to have Kim send all the new legislators a copy of this. Kim Bishop, our yep. PR and yep. marketing. Shouldn't you send them all one? You say, oh, hey, a little friendly reminder. You no, know that should be our Christmas card. What yeah, that's perfect. Christmas card next year. Um, um, what do we say? Oh, we're praying for the nation. We're praying, praying for, for our, our, our leaders. leaders, all of them, even the ones you don't particularly like. No comment. Maybe especially the ones you don't particularly like. All right, everybody, have a great week. Be good to each other. Bye-bye.